This is Jack Washburn recording podcast number two for sports and entertainment marketing for quarter two. Um, things we learned this quarter is that we learned about endorsements and licensing and how players have large impacts on the market, such as if a top player was to endorse a certain item or product it would have a great impact on if that product sells and the image of that uh things that and going on in sports right now uh of course terrible tragedy kobe bryant and his passing He died in a helicopter crash along with his daughter as they were going to a travel basketball game with another parent and child. Um, No matter who you are, anyone who's played sports is affected by this. You use an icon to just the sports world and the world in general. Obviously, it's a tough time for all, everyone, as he's motivation for a lot of people, and was, has what been, has been, what's influenced people to play the game of basketball and other sports. Um, and just losing him is just hard on everyone. He was a five-time champion. 17-time All-Star in his 20 years with the Lakers. And he won medals with the in the Olympics with the American team. Uh, and he had also won MVPs, finals MVPs, and various other awards as such as Oscar for his short film called Dear Basketball. Um, He also, his daughter was 13. He also played basketball and was coached by him. And so it was obviously tragic, but it was easy to be seen that the NBA was quickly affected as in games players were giving tribute by doing 24 second violations and 8 second violations and Trey Young even used uh, jersey number 8 instead of 11 to pay tribute and this loss will be affecting everyone for a while be hard to grasp as we recover from his loss however in the NBA now the Bucks are on top at a record of 40 and 6 while the Lakers led by LeBron are second and 36 and 10 and they both lead their conferences. 
the Bucks, I think, are could be a are the favorite to win the finals after being upset by the Raptors last year. I think they will obviously want to get that back and show that they're better than the Lakers and better than last year. Especially with everyone bringing the hype to the Lakers with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, I think that the Lakers are a little bit overrated when it would come later in the season. Because besides LeBron and Anthony Davis, they don't have that much help because Kyle Kuzma has underperformed this year. And everyone else is mostly role players. But Dwight Howard has been a surprise. He has played well in his return. Kind of like a redemption story. But um, the challengers in the East are the Raptors, the Heat, and the Celtics mainly. Surprises have been the Raptors after losing Kawhi. They've still maintained their ability to play, especially with the help of Siakam. He continues to develop and improve his game. Another surprise, 76ers, it is close, but they're in six. Spots two through six are pretty much up for grabs. From the Raptors, the Heat, Celtics, Pacers, and 76ers. They're all a few games apart from each other. 76ers are 30-17. and Um, They just lost Josh Richardson to injury, which will hurt them because he was a they're one of their better defenders and starters. Um, the Pacers continue to just do well under the radar. They're always there, and they just need to get over the hump one of these years. Um, if they continue to develop, and once Oladipo comes back, They'll be much better and be a serious threat to the East. Um, in the West, the this year the Mavericks are a surprise. They're doing well with Luka Doncic improving yet again. And their duo with Kristaps Porzingis uh, is a very strong duo as they are fifth in the West. At 28 and 17, um, and they're tied with the Rockets, who are sixth. Rockets have been kind of underwhelming, even though they still are in playoff contention. With the duo of Russell Westbrook and James Harden, you'd think it'd be much better, but they have underperformed to the standards. And the Thunder have been surprising after losing Russell Westbrook. They've been able to make their team of Chris Paul paired with Gallinari and Steven Adams very effective, as well as Shy Gilgis Alexander, who has been a very strong player for them, who just put up his first triple double with 20, 20, and 10. 
they are on a five-game winning streak and are seventh in the West ahead of the they are six games ahead of the Grizzlies who are playing much better than last year with the help of rookie Ja Morant who is playing very well and is headlining for rookie of the year and however popular rookie Zion Williamson has just returned and it will take a lot but his abil- his skill and talent may be able to help him get rookie of the year, even though sitting out half the season. He still has a chance if he can play incredibly well. He just he did help them a lot with twenty two points and four threes in his debut. Um another surprise in the West is the Jazz, who are second and third in the league with a record of 32 and 13. I doubt anyone expected this play. They are always consistent playoff team, but being second in the West in a which is a tough conference on a four-game winning streak led by the young player Donovan Mitchell. They are built for the playoffs because they have been recently so, and also kind of disappointing, but not really, because they are still up there. The Clippers, people thought they would be better than fourth in the West with their Kawhi, Leonard, and Paul George duo. They have beaten strong teams, but also lost to bad teams. So it'll be interesting to see how they pull it together come playoffs. Is contra- something controversial with the Clippers is the load management with Kawhi. He had faced injuries early in the season and now is using load management to make sure he stays healthy so he doesn't play every game. Uh, but LeBron James, who is in his 17th season, hasn't done load management at all and has been fine so it's interesting because it also shows that him playing more has made the Lakers better than the Clippers this season but also another shocker is the Trailblazers are 11th in the West which they fell pretty far down considering last year they're in the playoffs and had one playoff series previously. Uh, obviously, it hurts for them to have CJ McCollum and Nurkic out, which does definitely affect their play, but Damian Lillard just had a career high of 61 points, I believe, and helped them to a win. And he's going to have to continue to carry the load like that if they want to have a chance to get back in the playoffs and playoff contention. And also, another shocker in the league trends this year is, I don't think anyone is that upset about it, but the Warriors are last in the league with only 10 wins so far and 37 losses. 
But this what this could have been seen coming after Kevin Durant left. Clay went down in the playoffs with a bad injury, ACL tear. Steph Curry got injured, and Draymond was out for a little bit. So they lost their stars and forced to turn to their youth and developing players to help them out, which has shown that they'll continue to develop. But next year, I think they'll be reloaded, especially if they get a good draft pick and can have Clay. Draymond and Curry all back together, playing together, then they'll definitely be reloaded for the next season, and years to come, if they stick together, and their draft pick develops well. Um, for the next years, I believe that top players will emerge, like John Morant, Luka Doncic, and Trey Young will be some of the faces of the league once top players have left. Uh, and for my next topic, um, I'll talk about college basketball. The season has been crazy for college basketball. The AP top teams have lost various times, and there's been crazy amount of upsets by unranked teams to ranked teams such as like the start of the year Kentucky lost to unranked Evansville and right now Baylor is number one but I'm not sure how safe they are because of what's been going on but uh other shocking thing in the college basketball would be the Tar Heels Obviously not playing well. Just snapped a six-game losing streak with a win against Miami. They are looking to not make the tournament with their poor play. It's been a disappointing team, one of the worst in recent years, in like more than recent years. Uh, but Baylor, if they can continue to play well, they can stay number one, but I think my prediction for the champion this year would be Gonzaga. They have a well-balanced team. They've played strong all year. Even though they've had losses, they've bounced back, won games. And they just beat Pacific 59-92, well, which is a product of their weaker conference, but still, they've played tough teams, and they've beaten them. Um, right now, there's only one undefeated team left, I believe, which is San Diego State, after Auburn lost, and they just, today, they had beaten UNLV by four, and so... Right now, the rankings don't mean much because of all the losses and wins. Anything can happen. So, I believe that this tournament this year will be very interesting with how it goes because of all the upsets. And it will be very fun to watch. And thank you for listening to my podcast.